You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of a God Focused Life Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's topic is Jesus washing the disciples' feet. I'm going to just read from the Word of God, and then we'll discuss it afterwards. So just sit back, relax, and absorb the Word of God. This is taken from John chapter 13. It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, a person who has had a bath, needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who has sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now a few things that really stand out to me. It's the fact that Jesus, who is God, humbles himself to the place of a servant and grabs the water and a towel and starts washing the feet of the disciples. He also says that he knows that he is getting ready to go back to the Father and he needs to set this example for the disciples. Now, why? What is this example that he is is setting? He's telling them that they're going to do this as well, that they needed to wash one another's feet. He also makes a point to tell Peter that it's not your whole body that needs to be clean. That's already clean. It's your feet. Now, this is what I get from this. This is how I interpret this. These disciples had already made the choice to call Jesus Lord and teacher. They had given their lives to follow Jesus and Jesus considered them friends. Jesus also knew the one who didn't consider him a teacher and Lord, and that was Judas Iscariot, and that had been revealed to Jesus, and he knew that. 
but yet the other disciples had decided to follow Jesus. They had been baptized. They were following the Lord. Jesus had already sent them out on missions to go and tell the gospel, to heal the sick. He was teaching them how to cast demons out of people that were possessed. Jesus was teaching them how to be the hands and feet on this earth. And Jesus says, you are already saved. You have decided once and for all that I am your Lord, that I am your teacher, and you are following me. You've been baptized. You have been cleaned. But it's interesting because Jesus set the example of washing feet. And he says, you need to do this. When I go to be with the Father, you guys are going to be here and you need to wash one another's feet. Now, what does that mean? Now, think about this. When we go on a journey and if everything is clean, what is the part that's going to be dirty? It's going to be the feet and it needs to be washed. I believe that this is representative of what it's like for us when we go out into the world. Now, I've been in foot washing services where someone will literally pull out the wash basin and wash my feet, and then I do it in turn and wash their feet. I grew up with services like that. They were usually on New Year's Eve, and that's how we would ring in the new year was with a feet washing service, and it was beautiful, but it was symbolic. I believe that foot washing has to do with as we are in this world and we are going out living life in this world. Yes, we are out on a mission. We are telling people about Jesus. We are healing people as we are praying for them. We are giving them the antidote for their sin life and showing them and teaching them there is a better way. But it is impossible for us because we are human. We are flesh. It's impossible for us to go out and deliver the message and not become a little tainted and dirty from our ministry and from our excursions out in the world. That's why Jesus sent us out two by two. He sent the disciples out two by two. And the same thing with us. I don't believe this is something that we can do on our own. I believe that we are the body of Christ for a reason. And Jesus wants us unified for a purpose. That when we go out into the world, we go in teams, we go in groups, we go with with a single purpose and single-mindedness, and we are walking in unity to do that. But even as we do that, we're going to come back a little bit scarred, hurt, maybe some offense, maybe our heart gets broken. Maybe, of course, we're not all perfect, and maybe there are still some lessons that we need to learn in our own lives, and we need other people to come and wash us. It's interesting because we see that example with husband and wife, and there they are, too. The two become one, and they are better together, is what the word says. And what is the job of the husband? To wash and cleanse his wife with the word of God. Now, I realize that not all of us have Christian husbands. Not all of us have a Christian spouse to help us in the journey. And if we don't, we still need other members of the body of Christ to wash us and cleanse us and encourage us and prophesy to us and give us faith when we feel like our faith is, deflate, is deflated and we may feel defeated. We need the body of Christ to wash our feet, to cleanse us. And we also need to be willing to admit we have dirty feet, so to speak, that we have something that needs to be cleansed 
that we have a sin we need to confess, that we have something that we've done, maybe a heartbreak or something we've said or um, something that we are really battling with, something that's not lining up with the perfection of God's word. And we need to expose that and allow our friends, allow other members of the body of Christ to see that and to wash us and cleanse us with the word. And we pray together. We love each other and serve each other out of a servant's heart. And this is what Jesus was doing. Jesus realized that Judas had not made the decision to follow him. It was revealed to him. And I believe as we move on into the New Testament church and we see the differences between the sheep and the wolves, we see some people that come in and pretend to be Christians. And we need to test those spirits. We need to test and see, are they truly following after the Lord? Do they have a heart after the ministry of Jesus? Do they want to see people set free and cleansed? Do they have a humility like Jesus? Jesus said that he was the teacher and the Lord. So that means if he's a teacher, we need to be submissive. And if he is Lord, we need to walk in humility and be obedient. Because if we have God himself as a teacher, that puts us in a position of lowliness and humility. And even Jesus showed us what it looked like to be humble because he did only what his father told him to do. He only did what he saw his father doing. And we need to do the same thing. And those other people that come into the body of Christ, we need to test those spirits and see what is truly going on. Is this someone who is for the good of the body of Christ? Are they on the mission to save others and bring people into the kingdom of God? Or do they only have selfish motives the same way that we saw Judas have? So we, we need that wisdom. We need to know who our brothers and sisters are so that we can get stronger because we are stronger and better together. And we have to watch out for those who are a Judas and they are just playing. They're playing a game. They're just there for selfish motives and selfish reasons because those people will actually taint us and draw us away and we can get deceived. We can be deceived. And then that's when our feet get dirtier and dirtier and dirtier and our consequences are greater and greater. So I just want to lift you up. I want to lift up the body of Christ in prayer. And God, I just thank you that we are forever learning. I thank you for those who are listening, who have already decided to follow you and make you teacher and Lord of their lives. I pray for anyone who hasn't given that made that decision clear and given their full um, commitment to you. And I pray that they would decide this day whom they will serve. I pray, Lord, in your love, in your kindness, your goodness, your humility, your servant leadership, that we would learn how to walk as you walked on earth. You were so powerful. You had all authority yet you had meekness and humility. There were times when you could have called the angels to protect you and you could have annihilated the enemy once and for all, but that was not the purpose in its time. Your purpose was to come and show sacrifice, come and show the power of God. You came to show how we can walk in authority over the enemy because you want to strengthen us 
You want us to choose this day whom we're going to serve, ourselves or you? Are we going to have selfish motives and look only for the silver like Judas did? He betrayed you, Jesus, for 30 pieces of silver because he never truly made the commitment to say you were his Lord and you were his teacher. So God, search our hearts and see if there is any wicked way in us and lead us in the way everlasting. And your word says it over and over that we need to confess our sins one to another. And you are faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It takes a humble heart to confess our mistakes. So I pray that you bless us and show us, Lord, what humility looks like and give us the courage to walk in that humility. You are God and we are your servants. You are teacher and we are your students. You are the one that we want to be like. We thank you for the opportunity to be your hands and feet on planet Earth. We thank you for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do this job that you've called us to do. We thank you for the gift of prophecy that is on each of our lips because when we see the things that you've done, when we learn a new principle in scripture, prophecy just simply means that we go and tell people about it. We prophesy, we testify, we speak the word of God. We testify to your goodness and your kindness. Thank you, Lord that um, even though so many people will ridicule and call us hypocrites, we know the truth. We know that we are nothing without you, but with you, we can scale a mountain. We can scale a wall. We can speak to the mountain and call it to be removed. You give us victory over snakes and scorpions and every evil and foul thing of this, of the air Because you say that the spirit of the devil, the, the principalities of this air, want to try and lure us away from you the same way that he lured Judas away from you. God, let us be quick to listen and slow to speak. Let us always have an ear to hear when you are speaking to us so that we have your words in due season to combat the enemy, to combat the principalities. You are good, God. We thank you and praise you. We give our lives to you and we ask you to take us from glory to glory in victory so that your name would be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that you have been blessed by the reading of God's word from some of the interpretation. Um, I'm certainly not a theologian. I'm not a Bible scholar. But when I read the word of God, I ask for the Holy Spirit to teach me a new truth, to teach me something that's deep. And today, that's what the Lord gave me. And maybe in a month, I might read it again and the Lord will illuminate another point. So I just want to invite you to get into the word of God and see how the Holy Spirit will teach you and train you. Get together with other believers and discuss the word of God, because the more that come together to discuss his word 
there are going to be treasures that are unveiled. You will learn so much from each other and each other's perspectives. It's not a thing of I'm right, you're wrong, or you're right and I'm wrong. We all have questions. We all have some answers and we all are just pointing each other to a savior that loves us and cares for us and wants us to learn more about him and more about his ways. So thank you for listening. I'm always so humbled to hear feedback from you when you've listened and it's blessed you. You can feel free to share this podcast with other people. Go ahead and review it because when you do, it just uh, makes it easier to find for other people who are looking for Christian podcasts. There are a lot of things out there and this is a day and age where we need to get the word of God out. So Love you guys. Thanks for listening in. And until next time, we'll see you later.